You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Thursday, April 8th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Today, our episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'd like to begin today's show with a special shout out to subscribers to this podcast. And if you would like to join that group, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast source and click the subscribe button. And if you do that, we will deliver new episodes to your device each morning as they are posted. As this is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets, we have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday, through most of the year. Today, we are going to go position by position through the defense to see where the big needs are for the New York Jets as we turn our attention from the free agency period to the upcoming NFL draft. On Monday, we discussed the offense position by position, and originally my plan was to talk about the defense on Tuesday, but the Jets had other plans. On Monday, they traded Sam Darnold to Carolina, and when the team trades its quarterback, that takes precedence over a show talking about needs. So on today's show, we're going to focus on the defense. We're going to use a similar format to the one we used the other day. I think when you're talking about needs, it's not always about is this a need or is it not a need? I think that there are degrees of need. There are positions that are absolutely glaring needs, which the Jets have one that I see on defense. There are positions where you really don't love what you have, but if you have to, you can live with what you got right there. You've got positions where you feel pretty good about it, but if an impact player became available, that person would impact, or that person would improve the unit appreciably. And then you have positions where you are all set, where you don't need any more players. And I don't know that there are many position groups like this in the NFL, even on good teams. I think every team for for even like a Super Bowl winning team, they they could they're most at most spots they could probably use an upgrade. Although they don't those teams don't tend don't tend to have as many glaring needs. So let's start up front. And I feel like I'm gonna change the way I classify the defensive front for the Jets because of the new system. Under prior coaching staffs and even earlier this offseason, I've kind of divided the defensive line between edge rushers and interior defensive linemen, but I feel like that's kind of changing right now. I feel like this is now a Jets defense that's primarily built along the defensive line, so I'm going to call the defensive line one position group, and we're, we're changing that. That now includes edge rushers. It also includes interior defensive linemen. In past systems, the Jets have run those. There, I think there was a lot greater distinction between those two spots. I think right now, for the Jets, it's the focus is now just on the defensive line, and I'm going to say that the Jets are mostly set there, but I don't think you'd turn down an upgrade. I think that this is like one impact pass rusher away from being a championship-level defensive line. Now, that doesn't mean the Jets win the Super Bowl if they get another impact pass rusher because the rest of the roster is not championship-level. But, I mean, I think I think if the Jets can find somebody early in the draft, and the draft is kind of a zero-sum game because if you address the defensive line, that means another position is not getting addressed. And I've discussed this 
you cannot expect the Jets to fill all of their needs in the draft. It just was not going to happen. This this was not going to be a one off season build. I think you know, we're looking at a two to three year window for the Jets to really build the entire team up. But you're hoping to see some improvement, and I do think that we've seen improvement on the defensive line this off season, and. It begins with the Jets actually addressing the edge. For years and years and years, the Jets have not addressed Ted Trusher, and they finally did this offseason with the signing of Carl Lawson from Cincinnati, a player I like quite a bit who I've talked about, and also Vinnie Curry, who's a solid role player. And you look at the interior of this defensive line, you've got Quinton Williams, who really began to come on near the end of the season. You have... Shelton Rankins, who the Jets signed from New Orleans, who to me seems like a pretty good bounce back candidate. Now, not a not a guy you can look at and say that's an absolute home run hire because the last two years he's been injured and he hasn't been as productive. But you know, adding guys like John Franklin Myers, who was excellent as a role player last year, Foley Fatukasi, who's been excellent as a role player the last two years. And this is a group that is both good and it's deep because you have guys who have succeeded in roles you know, as as rotational players. Now, I do think that the, the second pass rusher, the second edge rusher, that spot still needs to be addressed. I mean, I think right now you're probably looking at some sort of rotation between Vinnie Curry and John Franklin Myers. And that's not the worst thing in the world. As I said, like the, these guys, Franklin Myers was excellent last year as a rotational guy. Vinnie Curry's been a solid situational player for years and years. But I think you still want that second pass rusher, that bookend guy across from Carl Lawson. So that's the reason that I, I don't think it's completely set. And if you get that second guy, then you can put Curry and Franklin Myers into that role, into the, the roles that they've succeeded in so frequently during their careers. And you may look at John Franklin Myers and view him as an, an ascending player, and I probably would agree with you. And you'd say, well, maybe he can handle more. Well, maybe he can, but... He was very, very successful in the role he was in last year. So I think you want to keep, if in an ideal world, you'd want to put him back into that role where he had so much success. I mentioned this when the Jets signed Curry. This is an important position to be deep at. Outside of quarterback, I think for at least the scheme the Jets run, you really want to be deep on defensive line. It may be second only to quarterback in terms of importance as far as depth goes, because Unlike, say, a safety, unlike a corner, unlike even an offensive lineman, defensive linemen tend to rotate in and out of games. So that means that your backup is getting snaps. You know, your, your best defensive lineman may only play 80% of the snaps, which means 20% of the snaps are up for grabs. And your backup's going to step in for, those, for that 20% of snaps. So essentially for 20% of snaps on the defensive line, and this is just a hypothetical, there are some defensive linemen who are starters who play even less and their backups get even more playing time. But for those snaps, you essentially are the starter and you don't want there to be any drop-off. This is an exci- I think this is an exciting defensive line. Whether they will live to expectations is another question. We've certainly seen past Jets units that looked great. They were, they made moves in the offseason. Things looked really good on paper. And it just did not pan out once the games began. So you never want to give too much credit before these guys have collectively played one game together. You know, we don't know for sure that all the pieces fit. We don't know for sure that everything's going to work out. Is Rankin's going to bounce back? Is Quinn and Williams going to continue his ascent that we saw in the second half of the 2020 season? 
can Carl Lawson take the next step? Can Vinnie Curry continue to produce? Was John Franklin Myers' performance last year a sign of things to come? You know, these are these are questions that exist, and it's possible that this group does not live up to the hype. But I think it's close, and I think if you get one more pass rusher, if you get, it would be, I'm thinking a young guy early in the draft, and again, I have this big wish list that the Jets are not going to be able to, the Jets don't have the resources to fulfill my entire wish list, but if they get a young impact pass rusher early in this draft, this becomes, you know, arguably the best defensive line in the NFL, in my opinion. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Thursday. And on today's show, we are going position by position through the defense for the New York Jets, seeing how critical of a need each spot is for this team. And now let's move on to the linebacker position. And when I'm talking linebacker, in some schemes, that your edge rusher is considered a linebacker. But in the scheme the Jets are installing, linebackers really, we're talking off-ball linebacker, guys whose primary job is to play, play back from the line of scrimmage and play the run and then maybe cover running backs and tight ends. I think that this is... This might be the ultimate position where I guess you can live with it, but you would prefer an upgrade because there's really nothing but question marks at the linebacker position for the New York Jets. You presume C.J. Mosley will return from what essentially has been a two-year absence because he spent all but two games of his first season with the Jets injured, and then year two he opted out. And I just don't know what we're getting. I know a lot of people are very optimistic about his return they think that if he returns to the player he was in Baltimore, it would be a huge upgrade. And it would, but I don't know what you can count on from CJ mostly right now because it's been so long since he's been an effective football player. And none of this is his fault, really, but it's the situation you're in. I think whenever you have a two-year absence, you don't know what you're getting back. So you know, I think a lot of people are optimistic. I'm more wait and see on this. But I'm also waiting to see on the other guys who are at linebacker for the Jets. You have Jared Davis, who really is what I would call a reclamation project. I don't really know what to expect from him, but he was not successful with the Lions. There were reportedly many teams interested in him who believed that he was misused in the Detroit defense. And look, it's always plausible that a player is better fit for your system. In fact, that's one of the things smart front offices do they find players who maybe were a bad fit with an old team but a better fit for what you want to do Jets are not paying him a ton of money it's only a one-year contract but based on his body of work so far I mean I'm not that optimistic then you have Blake Cashman a guy who I have frequently expressed optimism for but Cashman's first two years speak for themselves one of the reasons he fell to the fifth round of the draft in 2019 was concerns over injuries 
his, his rookie season, he only played seven games due to injuries. Last year, he played three snaps on defense. He was a starter on opening day, got hurt early in the game against Buffalo, and that was it for him on defense. Now, he came back. He actually came back and played three more games for the Jets, but he was a special teamer. He played 45 special teams snaps for the Jets. You know, I like Cashman. He's got speed. Again, another guy who you know maybe you could argue possibly fits Robert Sala's system, but can he stay on the field? So, you know, there's a you could talk yourself into this group. There's enough there. There's enough potential there where you could say, all right, I could buy into these, these guys. But you're going really on faith more than you are anything tangible because C.J. Mosley is the only guy who's really proven in this group, and he proved it a couple of years ago. And it was with a different team in a different system. So, I mean, I don't know what you're getting from the linebacker position. This is th- this position might be the ultimate wild card for the Jets because you could tell me it would be great because you have three guys who are talented, three guys who've got some degree of potential, but you also have three guys who are major question marks. You'd like to be more confident in what the Jets have at this position, but at the same time, linebacker is not necessarily the most important position in today's NFL. So if you have to deal with being weak somewhere, maybe that's where it is. Now let's talk about corner. And I mean, this is just a glaring need for the Jets. And I keep waiting for them to do something because the, the of, of the top free agents still available, and I frequently talk about how free agency is mostly over, but there are some still some players out there who probably will be useful for a team this season, and they probably will come cheap. You know, once you get to April in free agency, there are not a whole lot of guys who are going to get big money contracts out there. I keep waiting for the Jets to sign somebody because – what they have right now is just not going to work. And listen, the defensive line can compensate to a degree for bad corner play. I'm not sure they can compensate for what the Jets have at corner right now. I've been really surprised by the inactivity at that position because it's just so pronounced as a need. What do you have right now? I mean, you have a guy who was a fifth-round pick last year in Bryce Hall. You have a guy who was a sixth-round pick a couple of years ago in Bless Austin. And this is the amazing thing. The Jets entered last or exited last season with one of the worst group of corners in the NFL. It's gotten worse because you've lost Brian Poole. Now, maybe they bring Poole back, but the slot position is not really entirely clear what the Jets are going to do there. So as bad as this group was at the end of last year, it's gotten even worse because you've lost the one guy who was an effective player there. Now, maybe the Jets liked some of these recent late round picks, and I think that Bryce Hall is a guy who could turn out to be a decent player in the, in the league, but you know I don't want to enter the year with Bryce Hall as my number one corner. I don't know what the Jets are doing at corner. I think that it needs to be addressed at some point. Now, of course, in an ideal world, I think what happens is one of the top corners, one of the top tier guys falls to you at 23. I mean, if any of these guys in the first tier of the corner position fall to 23, that's probably what they call a run the card to the podium situation because you're going to take them. But, you know, what happens if you get to 23 and there's a better valuable there's a better value available at offensive line or wide receiver or something like that. There's no guarantee that the guy you want is going to be there at 23. There's no guarantee that all the top-tier corners are going to be there for your second first round pick. What do you do then? You got to have some sort of stopgap in place. So, that's one spot where as much as I think free agency is mostly over, that's one spot where I still feel like the Jets have some work to do. And I think the Jets need to sign somebody, if not two guys.
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. College basketball might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and Major League Baseball is now underway with its 2021 season. And in addition, Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKED ON. One word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get that welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Thursday, going position by position through the Jets defense to identify how big of a need each spot is. And now we move on to the safety position. I think that this is a spot where Jets are mostly set. You would not turn down an upgrade However, you've got a good combination, I think, of proven talent and upside. You know, in Marcus May, you have a guy who's very steady, coming off a team MVP season. Uh, maybe I should not use that label because being the team MVP of a 2-14 and 14 team maybe isn't that impressive. But May had an excellent year. You know he's going to be very steady in the back of the defense. And he's a guy who, you know... In his best year, is probably a borderline pro bowler, but in a typical year, he's not going to make a ton of flashy plays, but is going to protect the back of your defense for the most part. He, I mean, look, there were some hiccups last year. There are always going to be some hiccups, but this defense is much better, much more stable, I think, with Marcus May back there. In, in addition to that, you have Ashton Davis entering year two. Jets clearly, I think, are hoping to see him take a big leap this year, and you know, as we discussed, Brian Poole has not been re-signed, and you wonder whether maybe we see some of Davis in the slot because the Jets signed another safety this offseason, LaMarcus Joyner. In a move that I've seen a number of football analysts praise, the Jets got Joyner pretty cheap. And when they signed him, I assumed that they were signing him for the slot because that's where most of his NFL experience has been. But it sounds like Joyner's being acquired to play safety. And he's been an effective safety in the past. He Now, again, most of his experience has been in the slot, but he's got an extensive amount of experience also at the safety position. He's been very solid there. So you wonder maybe the Jets are going to go with a three-safety type defense, play some big nickel. Maybe they think Davis can handle the slot. And if he can, that adds a lot to your defense. If you can play three safeties, it requires somebody who can cover the slot. But it makes you less vulnerable to the run because the guy who plays in the slot in today's NFL, he's, he, he's a guy who somebody, he essentially replaces the linebacker in your old base defense. An old base defense was like a three, four or a four, three in today's NFL offenses are primarily three receiver offenses, which means you have to play a third corner. Typically you have fifth defensive back. And typically the guy who comes on the field as the fifth defensive back replaces a linebacker. He plays the slot, and he plays close to the middle of the field, so in some ways he kind of replaces the linebacker, a linebacker in your defense. So that means he's got to help you against the run because he's playing in the middle of the field. Safeties are typically better than corners at tackling against the run, so if you, can, if you have a safety who's good enough to cover the slot and you can play him as your slot corner, you're in better shape. You've improved yourself because you typically have a stronger run defender. Now, whether this will work out, I'm not sure. As always, look, if you could add an impact safety, 
you, you do it, but this is not really a super high priority area for the Jets the way corner is. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.